coming to you live from Plugin Studios in beautiful Largo, Florida. We are keeping you plugged in with episode 456 of F5 Live, Refreshing Technology, a proud part of the Tech Podcast Network. This week, Semantic comes for your wallet, Xbox comes for your eyes, and Reddit comes crashing down. I'm Scott. I'm Avram. And we are here, and wherever you are, and however you may be accessing our show, whether it be Facebook, iTunes, the Podcast Play app in the Windows Store, our homes on Livestream and Stitcher, or of course on our apps, plugitslive.com slash apps. Thank you for making us part of your day. This here is F5 Live, refreshing technology, the flagship show on the Plugins Live family of content. We are live every week at about 9 p.m. Eastern on Sunday nights, give or take, and uh, we run for about an hour, depending on uh, the topics and what we have to talk about. Um, If you're joining us live, which you can during that time by going to f5live.tv slash join us, you can chat with us in the studio uh, during the show, give us your uh, feedback on the topics as we talk about them. I see we have some people in the chat room right now. Good evening, Trey, and whoever else may be uh, live with us. We appreciate it. Of course, if you're not uh, live with us, that's okay. You can subscribe by going to f5live.tv and clicking the subscribe button on the right-hand side for right now. Uh, from there, you can subscribe to this show, The Pilch Point with Avram Pilch, uh, where we will be talking about what's going on this week with sales. Um, the 3000 Brigade podcast, which is uh, uh, listed there as well, our special events, which is going to be very important very soon, as CES is way too close for comfort. Um, our first look show, which uh, was last at Roboticon, and our uh, new product launch pad, which just launched another episode last week. Um, anyway, so you can subscribe to all of those over there. And, um... Oh, Avram, CES is way too close. I don't want to think about it right now. Fair enough. Talk to me about it next week. I don't <laughs> want to think about it. Yeah, I... I don't want to, I don't want to think about it. It's, uh, it's enough stress it's been uh, a with long... everything that's going on right right this week. I was going to say, it's been a I long week for you so far. CES. It's been a long week for you. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, um, for uh, the Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend, a bunch of us, including me, uh, were working all weekend, um, you know, several hours a day. Mm-hmm. To try and make sure that uh, Tom'sGuide.com and Laptopmag.com stay up to date with the latest deals, which is great, uh, but also meant that I was I was working uh, until six o'clock on Thanksgiving, and oh. my family was sitting there waiting for me to finish the last deal so we could have dinner. So, um, you know, I I, I feel a bit f- uh, for the people who. I feel some empathy for the people who have to go into a store and work, although mm-hmm. theirs is a much more difficult task. I mean, I was able to do this from home and right. and have to deal with, with annoying customers. So, Yeah, it's something I certainly do not miss. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm glad to have the retail on Black Friday thing behind me. 
Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I have tremendous respect for the people who, who do have to do it. For sure. And, uh, I feel bad for them. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of deals, we will be talking about um, deals uh, that you came across a little later in the pilch point. Yep. Um, and, and all of these are online, so you don't have to go into store into a store and, and knock anybody over to get them. Even better. I went into a uh, into a hardware store today to get a piece of plywood, and wow, did it take a lot of time. Uh, so, yeah, if you can avoid going into a store right now, that would be best. So, <laughs> thank you for online deals. Hooray. Um, and uh, as a reminder... Tonight is the second of three um, secret phrases that will be um, uh, within our episodes for the Vinci headphone giveaway. Um, We will give away that phrase a little later in the episode, and then you just have to go to the website under contests, log in, and enter the code. That's all you have to do for your entry. It's really easy. Um, but we'll give that we'll give that code a little later in the show. Um, but the fact that we are on air now does mean that last week's code is officially expired. If you did not get it in, too bad, so sad. A new one comes tonight. So <laughs> um, with that, uh, let's get started. This week's Nifty Gifties on F5 Live is proudly powered by the Microsoft Store. I know we've talked about the idea of Black Friday being a state of mind, and I guess Microsoft has bought in because they call it the Black Friday weekend sale. It's going on right now. Um, Surface Pro 4 starting at $7.99. That's uh, $200 off the regular retail. Surface Book starting at $12.49, that's $250 off the retail. Um, $50 off of any Xbox One S right now, and of course, lots of other deals. I myself uh, picked up an unlocked Lumia 650 uh, for half price uh, this weekend, so that deal is still running as well. And to find out all the deals that are running right now, you can go to f5live.tv slash Microsoft. Obviously, anybody who knows me knows that I'm a big Windows Phone fan, so (laughs) getting a deal on one is always, always a bonus, especially as a developer. Anyway, so let's talk about somebody we never talk about. Semantic. Um, Uh They made... A weird announcement this week that they will be for $2.3 billion purchasing LifeLock, the company that used to drive the big truck around with their co-founder's social security number on it, (laughs) which obviously was a strange prank. Uh, Prank? Not quite prank. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Uh... Stunt? Stunt. That's the word I was looking for. Not prank. Stunt. Weird stunt. It certainly got their name out there. Um, it also um, 
got them a $12 million fine from the FTC for false advertising. Because as it turns out, um, he had 13 cases of identity theft because of that ad campaign. So 100% 100 protection, not quite uh, true. (laughs) Yep. Whoops. Um, Anyway, so it's a little weird to me. It's a little strange of an acquisition for Symantec because $12 million fine. They were then later assessed another $100 million fine for uh, uh, being in contempt of the first one. So $112 million to the FTC over uh, just a couple of years, uh, about a five-year time period. It's a lot of money. And um, a class action lawsuit still technically pending against them. Uh, Seems like a weird time for a semantic to want to pick them up with that much liability hanging over them. Or they're picking... Well... Do we know whether they bought the lawsuit or not? That um, may sound strange, but you know you can buy a company while leaving whoever owned it previously with the legal lib- with the lawsuits. Interesting. Um, that happened with Gawker, for example. Oh. Okay. I was not aware that that's how that went. Uh, no, I do not know the situation on that. It's a fair question, and I do not know... Um, Though my guess is that the reason that LifeLock as an independent entity is going away is because they convinced Semantic to take on the liability. Just a guess. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they used it to settle, um, which is also, I think, what happened with Gawker anyway, right? Because they used it to settle to pay the money. Um, Oh, yeah. You know... This makes sense for for it makes sense for Semantic to get into the identity theft protection market because security on your computer and security of your identity are becoming the same thing. True. People are using it, you know, viruses and malware to steal your identity. So it makes perfect sense to have a one-stop shop, so to speak, mm-hmm. where you can protect someone's identity offline and online. So, makes perfect sense to me in theory. In theory. Why, why LifeLock? Well, you know, if you're Symantec and you don't have this expertise already, you're picking up a company that probably has the the most well-known brand in um, the most well-known brand in identity theft protection. Whether uh, or, whether or not you keep the brand name, you you're at the very least you're picking up the company with the most expertise in the domain. Yeah. Now I think where companies like LifeLock fail, because we've done actually some, uh, my colleague, Paul Wagonseal, who's our security editor has actually done some, uh, reviews of identity theft protection services. And he found that for the most part, they're doing things. A lot of them are doing things you could do yourself, like getting your credit report, only they're doing it more frequently and they're alerting you. Um, you know, so they're giving you a little bit, a little bit more monitoring, but what's not clear to me at all is like, I think in their commercials, they had something where like, 
I think this was a LifeLock commercial where they like someone goes and tries to buy something with a stolen credit card, and all of a sudden a robot appears and stops them or something. Like, my understanding is there's no way they can do that. It's basically forget the robot part. They can stop someone from using your stolen identity. The best that they can do is let you know as soon as possible and maybe provide some assistance in, in talking to the credit bureaus to, to get your a credit freeze or your name cleared or, or whatever. So yeah. what they what they used to do is they would um, consistently uh, file um, alerts against your credit. So not real alerts, but they would constantly keep your credit in a state of alert so that um, all of the all of the credit agencies would automatically call you anytime anything happened on your credit. Somebody tried to take out a credit card or anything like that. As soon as they did, because your account was already an alert, they would call you. Well, that makes sense. That used I to be all they would do. Well, maybe that's, maybe that's, that's what you should... I mean, I could opine about this all day, but I think <laughs> that the situation with the credit bureaus is terrible anti-consumer situation. You have these three different credit bureaus basically keeping a dossier on you um, and, you know... They've made it easy for people. They've created a system where someone can steal your identity. Like you're constantly blaming the victim. Like, oh, you weren't careful enough, or somebody. No, 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 no. We've created a we've created a credit system that makes it easy for theft to occur. Right. They're not punishing. You know, they don't punish the the identity thieves seriously enough. Um, you know, it's it's. It's it's a it's a serious problem, and the only way that's really can be comprehensively addressed is by changing the way that we the way that people get credit, you know, uh, making it a more secure process to tell when someone is applying. But at least if they're reaching out to you and calling you every time, like that's how it should be. It should be permission based, right? That's that's how I've always felt, and it's always been a little strange that that wasn't the way it worked. But the credit companies don't work for you, right? That's the thing. They're they're providing a public service, so they're like a public utility because you can't, you know, you can't not, you can't choose not to be tracked by them. You know, they're going to track you whether you like it or not, and you right. won't even necessarily know which one uh, a particular um, creditor will be uh, looking at right you know um, so yeah I mean it's so anyway if someone could get that right um, and integrate it with their integrate it with your computer security that would be a good thing right and obviously our guess here is that that's what they're that's what's going on here. That's what they're going for. Now, whether or not they'll be able to be successful <laughs> with that move is a whole different conversation. Um, but that is certainly what we suspect they are going for here. Yep. And uh, obviously, time will tell whether or not it works for them or not. But... Um, and whether or not they keep the LifeLock brand, I would not be surprised if 
they rolled it into the Norton brand. Norton yeah. personal security or something like that. Yeah, because, you know, yeah, I think that would be actually, I think that would be wise of them because LifeLock does have those things against it. Plus, you know, I think Norton and Symantec actually have a pretty good brand. Right. So pretty strong brand. So it, it's, it's, to me, it makes it sound better. Like, what do you want? Who do you want protecting you? Oh, Norton. Well, they've been protecting me for years, like decades. Right, exactly. Great. Everybody knows who they are. Everybody has had Norton on some computer that they've bought at some point in their uh, past, right? We've we've all purchased one that came with it, so everybody's familiar with that brand. Whereas with uh, with LifeLock, there's kind of a stomach feel yeah. <laughs> that comes along with. <laughs> with that brand name. So it it would not be a bad idea for them to to make that go away. Yep. So anyway, uh obviously we'll keep you uh apprised on what's going on with this uh, cuz it's an interesting acquisition. This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by Monster Products. The headphones on my head right now, the Monster Elements, my favorite, um, full over-ear uh, Bluetooth, they can be wired, you can get uh, digital audio right off a of USB on your computer, and on top of that, $50 off right now. Um, actually, I'm incorrect. $100 off right now. $299.95 instead of the normal $399. Um, obviously, that's not all that they offer. There's the Monster Blaster that we had on the show last week. That guy usually retails for $499. It is on sale right now for $349. The sound on it is unbelievable. I've never heard a Bluetooth speaker like it before. Um, so, if you have a lot of uh, parties, you do a lot of stuff outside. This is a great speaker to have. Uh, you can find out all about both of them and all of the other deals they've got right now by going to f5live.tv slash monster. And that music means that it is time for the Pilch Point with online editorial director of Laptop Magazine and Tom's Guide, Avram Pilch, who is right next to me clapping his hands over his head, which is a new and interesting thing. <laughs> oh, what was that all about there, buddy? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, I, fair I have, enough. I have no idea. I sort of feel like I'm in the middle of one of those guitar solos. You just, you sit and you wait for the guitar solo, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, ah. that is okay. So, um, it's uh, it's it's uh, it was a it was a long and productive week for us at laptopmag.com and tomsky.com, where I'm the editorial director, uh, because uh, this time of year. People are wanting to buy electronics, and we want to help them. So we uh, spent a lot of time uh, going through the relevant sales uh, and keeping our, our best deals pages up to date 
uh, on both Laptop Mag and Tom's Guide. Uh, so uh, I was working Thanksgiving and uh, other people, uh, my colleagues as well, uh, this whole pa past uh, Thanksgiving weekend to find things that were a good price. Now, if only I had the money to buy them all. <laughs> yeah. I really, I really feel like if I have to do this, they should like give me like a little expense account. Like, listen, you got to look at all this stuff. Here's some money so you don't feel bad that you can't buy it. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, but to talk, but to talk for a moment, there's there's a lot of great stuff on sale right now. Um, obviously, uh, if you're listening to this. Uh, later in the week than, than our live recording. A lot of this stuff will still be on sale. Uh, and if not, it will come and go from sale. Like usually in my experience, something was on sale on Black Friday or Cyber Monday. It's probably going to go between being on sale and not on sale for the few weeks after It'll as loop well. back around at some point. It'll come back or it'll probably come back around. They were willing to sell it to you for this price now. They were willing to sell it to you for this price up to... You know, up until Christmas or so, it probably won't get cheaper, but uh, but it but it could be the same price. So so what's a particularly good price? We could go on and on because there's a lot of things uh, at any given time in different product categories. Uh, but let me just rattle off a few. Uh, so for one, uh, there is um, last year Dell had almost no deals on anything. Uh, now Dell actually has some deals. Um, right now, if you go to Dell.com with the coupon code, which the coupon code seems to keep changing as of this moment, the coupon code is 10 off. Uh, you can get 10% off a Dell XPS laptop. Uh, we love the XPS 13 laptop mag because it gets nearly 14 hours of battery life and it weighs 2.8 pounds and it looks great. Uh, and you can get that now starting at 710. Uh, when it's normally $7.99, or better yet, get the $9.99 configuration with the Core i5 and 256 gig SSD. Um, there's huge, huge sales on ThinkPads right now, uh, on all Lenovo products, but particularly ThinkPads. Uh, so if you like ThinkPads, uh, which I do, uh, you will you you can get a fantastic deal on one, hundreds off. For example, the ThinkPad 13, which is already one of the best deals in technology at its regular price, um, normally goes starts at about 610. Right now, depending on whether there's a coupon or not, it starts at at least at 454. At various times this weekend, it actually started at 421. Uh, and to get it with uh, and to get it with a 256 gig SSD Core i5 and a 1080p screen, basically the things. The minimum specs that you really should get on any laptop, any mainstream laptop, you can get for about 550 for all those things. On a laptop that lasts over nine hours, has the best keyboard of any laptop, and and weighs a little over weighs 3.2 pounds. So uh, that's a so great that's deal. Quite, that's quite a deal. Otherwise, of course, if you like some of the other ThinkPads, the X1 Carbon, which is super light and super thin. 2.8 pounds uh, is now normally goes for around 1100. Uh, it's starting at 888, or depending on the day, it actually went as low as 761. That's like a you know 11, 1200 laptop. 
uh, the T ThinkPad T460, which is my favorite business laptop because it has, it lasts with its extended battery over 17 hours on a charge. Um, you can get that starting at 629. And when you configure it with the good specs, 1080p screen and an SSD and a Core i5, uh, then it'll be about 850 or so. It's still pretty good. So when normally that would cost you around 11 or 1200. So some really, really fantastic deals on ThinkPads. You won't do any better ever any time, any time of year. Um, on top of that, uh, obviously Amazon has some, has some big, uh, has some big deals on their own products. Uh, you could get the fire kids edition, which if you're buying a tablet for a kid, don't look any further. That's the tablet. Don't, don't even consider. I mean, I guess if you're an Apple person, you really want your kid to have an iPad. Okay. But it normally is a hundred dollars. Now it's $75. I mean, that's practically cheap enough that you can give it to, to someone else's kid that you don't like. Um, but that is the hey, best that you don't like the kid or you don't, you don't like the somebody else or either. Either, you know, like fantastic, uh, you know, like, like it's someone like, <laughs> oh, I got a, a kid is kind of, you know, that person, I don't, they're not really that good of a friend, but kind of bring something for their kid. Got it. Well, yeah, actually, I don't know if I'd spend $75, so I don't like, but nevertheless, nevertheless, you can certainly afford to give it to kids that you do like, and they will like it, uh, because it ha it comes with a year of Amazon free time unlimited, which is just a ton of, uh, free, uh, well included content videos you know videos games whatever uh, my my son just like sits there and watches and watches it uh, and like and plays all the games on it and we don't have to buy him any additional content because it's included and the tablet is indestructible pretty much and if you do destroy it they'll send you a new one in two days no questions asked well they don't say two days but it happened to me twice and we got it within like two days uh, so uh, and of course, they're really robust parental controls. So there really couldn't be a better kid's tablet than that. And now it's $75. Um, if you're looking for a monitor, this is always a good time of year for monitors. Um, we're seeing ones like uh, Dell had one for $89 that was a 24 inch. Uh, right now, they have one that is um, $159 that has the infinity edge display uh meaning it has the really thin bezel like you get on a dell xps uh so there's just a lot of great deal great deals on monitors obviously um gaming gaming systems also fantastic deals alienware has some that are you know now taking 250 dollars or 300 dollars off the price of an alienware uh, 17 or 15 um, so really, really, uh, really, really good deals. Oh, and toys are a good deal. Um, my son's favorite toy, which I mentioned last week, which is a toy that adults enjoy, uh, the Anki overdrive set, normally $150 now on sale for 120 at Amazon, uh, at least as of right now. Um, so you never see that go on a sale. Um, and tablet and, and regular tablets too. Um, Amazon's uh, Amazon's 
uh, regular seven inch tablet, $33 right now. I mean, you could use that thing as a fly swatter and never turn it on and it wouldn't be that much of a waste of money at $33. (laughs) Of of course, the one that I like is uh, Lenovo's Yoga Tab 3 amongst Android tablets. That's $129, but you're getting, um, but I really like that because it gets really strong battery life and it's one that has the, the kickstand so you can actually stand it up. And and of course, as you mentioned previously, fantastic deals on surfaces. The Surface Book is uh, you never see it for under $14.99. Now you can get the entry model for $12.49. You can get the Surface Pro 4 with a Core i5 and the keyboard for $9.99. Um, and on Best Buy, uh, at least as of today, you could get the Core M3, the base model of the Surface Pro 4, with a gray keyboard, um, I, be- I believe, for $599. Wow. It's either $599 or $699. But significantly cheaper because normally you're paying, I think, $899 for that, for that tablet without the keyboard. So would I get it with Core M3? Not if it was going to be my main device. Right. But uh, it just kind of shows you how far the prices are dropping. So uh, we were talking about monitors and and gaming. Uh, I've got an LG 34-inch ultra-wide gaming monitor, 5 millisecond uh, refresh for 275 Yep. Which is... A great deal. I think that thing usually retails for like a lot more than that. <laughs> this is a fantastic time. And like, think about the things that like this is a good time to buy. So let's say, let's say you don't particularly need a new computer right now because that's a major purchase. Most right. people don't buy it every year, and when you do buy it, it might not have been the time this time of year. Although this time of year is a great time to buy if you need something. But let's say you didn't exactly need an expensive new computer this is a great time to buy monitors Mm -hmm. you have one monitor buy a second monitor you have a small monitor buy a big monitor because it's a fan i mean monitors have come down in price a lot the last few years anyway but now you have like no excuse not to have a like at least two really big monitors because you can get decent ones for a hundred dollars yeah now i would do a little bit better than decent try to get one that has maybe a higher refresh rate, better color, um, maybe higher than HD resolution. But even there, it's not that much more right. than $100. So, you know, maybe it's $200. So, I mean, definitely. Here, here we're talking about a, an ultra-specialized display for 275 Yeah. I mean, I'm just blown away because I guess I'm showing my age here, but I remember... <laughs> when I bought a ViewSonic CRT monitor that was, I think, 1280 by 800. It was high res. Yeah. Okay. And it cost me 550 bucks. Yeah. And I had to buy a bigger desk <laughs> to, to fit it because the tube was so big. Oh, God. And this is one of the ones with a slim tube. So... You know, we've come a long way. And I still remember, of course, when, L, you know, spending $500 for, you know, a 19 or 20 inch 
LCD monitor. So, yeah, I, I think it's, um, you know, the prices for monitors are just insane. Yeah, because the, price, the prices that we're talking about now, you know, would have been a great deal for a 800 by 614 inch monitor at one point. And, yeah. You know, no, we're, we're I, talking about... 24s, 27s in some cases. Yeah, it's it's now I'm still hoping to see better prices on 4K monitors. I mean there are a few that are lower but they're not going you're generally not seeing them for less than 300. Yeah. Um you know, but that's what I'm looking forward looking forward to seeing is a little bit more in the way of 4K and of course there's a monitor out there. I wish more did this. I think I think it's I think it's 32 inches, maybe 27. There's a Dell monitor out there. It is not on sale as far as I know. And it's like 1,200 bucks. That is 4K, but it allows you to treat the mon. It it has in hardware the ability to treat the monitor as four squares. Oh. Like you could plug in four different things or whatever, and it'll treat it as four different desktops or four different pictures wow um, i would love you know actually i would love to do that over a single cable so yeah uh which i'm not sure if you can do or not with it but anyway uh that would be that would be super cool but yeah, would. whatever whatever the case obviously some fantastic deals right now i encourage people uh you know and i haven't even named half the stuff that's on sale in different categories but uh, we have we have all the good stuff covered. If you go to tomsguide.com or laptopmag.com, they're linked from our homepage. Fantastic. And uh, I've I've been keeping an eye on what you guys have been listing. We've also been listing stuff at uh, plugitslive.com slash deals. Um, and we have seemingly found some different stuff. So uh, definitely good to look at uh, a couple of different sources. So, uh, as always, Avram, we appreciate the uh, the information and the the dedication to have been doing this until six on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, deal with deals or deal with family. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, well, for the main show, obviously you'll be sticking around, but for the pilch point, we will see you next week. Yep. This week's Extra Life on F5 Live is proudly powered by Razer. It's that time of year. We mentioned it earlier. We've been talking about it all night. It's time for deals. And uh, right now, Razer's got some really, really great stuff. Um, their, their gaming systems on sale, uh, in some cases, 200 or more dollars off. Uh, the one that I'm personally most excited about is the uh the black widow tournament edition chroma keyboard normally 140 on sale for 89.99 right now it's got the the colored backlight on, on the keys and stuff like that to and 
mechanical keys, which is important to both Avram and I. Uh, and, and it's a wonderful keyboard. It's one that I absolutely love. Um, and it's on sale for a huge discount. So uh, to find out all of the discounts and to find out what else Razer offers, you can go to f5live.tv slash Razer. I love that keyboard. Anyway, um, that's not what we're talking about. Let's talk about Xbox for a little bit. Um, so, one of the cool things that came with Windows 10 was the ability to stream Xbox One games to your laptop, desktop, tablet, anything Windows 10. Uh, even uh, some mobiles support it if, it if they're running Windows 10 mobile. Um, but we knew that that couldn't be it. We knew that there was more than just Windows 10 coming, and we were right. Uh, Microsoft's partnership with Oculus has gotten even better with Xbox One game streaming to Oculus. It's coming on December 12th. It's going to work very similar to how um, how it works on Windows 10. There will be a an app, obviously not included, on Oculus. you got to go to the store and download it. Um, but you've, there'll be three different versions of the environment that you can use. Oculus ships with an Xbox controller, so you'll be able to play uh, exactly the way you're used to. All of your normal games, you know, Xbox One, backwards compatibility, all that stuff will be available to stream uh, straight to the headset with little to no uh, work involved. I think that's a great capability and it it really sets Microsoft up. And you know, when I first heard this, I thought it was a little strange, right? I'm like, but Microsoft is working on their own VR platform with their own partners. And but what they've done here is they've set the Xbox One up at, to be the gaming accessory, no matter what your platform of choice for VR is, which I think is a really smart move. Yeah, I mean, obviously. They've done a lot to bring value to to Xbox. Um, the integration with Windows 10, it really makes it like, hmm, I've got this huge Microsoft ecosystem here which integrates with my PC, or I have, or I have PlayStation over here which doesn't quite integrate with my PC as well and doesn't have this huge ecosystem. Right. They're definitely. Um, you know, putting a huge advantage and they kind of have to considering the PlayStation now has PlayStation VR. Right. But th this gives Microsoft the ability to be on all kinds of stuff without, without really having to do a whole lot of work. Um, it may not, you know, the games may not necessarily be in traditional VR, but you know, if you're in an immersive environment where, you have a theoretical huge projected screen, you know, it's for, you know, Xbox 360 games and existing Xbox one games, you know, it, it at least gives you a different way of interacting with it, which is a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Now what I want to see is how the windows 10 Xbox one streaming is going to work on the other VR headsets that were announced a couple weeks ago, but that's a different topic. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. 
uh, I'm I'm eager to actually see some of those low cost VR headsets. So far, I've heard nothing about getting a preview of those anytime soon. But uh, you know, you mentioned CES earlier. I I hope right. that I hope that those are are shown at CES. Well, the perhaps it'll be too soon. I don't know. I hope so. Uh, Alcatel uh, has one on the market. So. It'll be interesting. I I don't know. I Alcatel the uh their new the the what Idol four or whatever that seemingly has every possible configuration for it. Their the the Windows Mobile version uh has a bundle that comes with a VR headset. I want to put my hands on one of those to see exactly what part of the platform is ready. And and really all of this makes me think how. When, when the Xbox One VR games are ready to go, will you be able to do them this, over this platform in full VR? VR is kind of like the Wild West right now a yeah, little bit. I mean, <laughs> I mean, obviously we have some standards, but I mean, there's just a lot of different things that are that are sort of calling themselves VR. So that's true. You know, there's, there's sticking your phone in a headset, mm-hmm. um, which seems to have varying levels of quality because you could have one that's literally cardboard uh-huh. or you could have one that is, you know, that is quite advanced. Then there's things that are dedicated to VR, which I think have to be better, you know, um, but then you've got some of the cheap ones and then you've got like the Vive and the Rift. So, you know, there's, and then you have things that run through, you know, like PlayStation VR, which runs through, through the PlayStation. So it seems that there's a lot of things that are VR and some of them just seem a little bit like, I'm just going to take like an, a 3d animation and stuff it in front of your eyeballs. Uh-huh. Um, rather than actually like creating an immersive experience. Right. So I guess it, it really depends. Can you create that immersive experience? Cause like and if you've used, have you used the Vive? Yes. That to me is the yardstick by everything to which everything has to be measured. Right. Like, and anything that, that involves sticking a phone in front of your face is just not going to cut it in right. comparison. Absolutely. Uh, to the Vive. Because uh, a lot of those things are just like, oh, look, you can turn your head and then you can see something. Right. A little bit more of the field of view versus like, did you use the paint app that they have no. for the Vive? No. Like you paint things in midair and then you can walk around and see the back of them. That's crazy. You literally walk. You don't just turn your head. So right. that's VR. Yes, absolutely. You know, like, But, you know, I the, the thing that I'm curious about is, you know, obviously – the Vive can uh, run the Oculus uh, interface, right? There's a couple of interfaces that it can run. Oculus is one of them. So let's take the Vive with the Oculus Store and download the Xbox One streaming for Oculus, right? In theory. And then let's have the Xbox One have the ability to interact with actual, honest-to-God VR content. Am I now able to play that game the way it's meant to be played over the home stream? 
is that, that what Microsoft experiment is that what Microsoft is setting us up for so that they don't have to have their own personal VR platform. You can choose your own platform and play off the Xbox One. That would be wise considering how many competing platforms there are. Although, remember, they do have Hollow. Right. And Hollow should incorporate VR into it. Absolutely. But my guess is, since it's uh, Windows Holographic is uh, an extension of Windows 10, it's... It, almost likely almost certainly already has the windows 10 xbox app on it so you could stream normal games from your xbox one now so that leaves us with the same question will you will you be able to do that with vr games off the xbox one when they're ready is microsoft setting themselves up so that you don't have to plug a vr headset into the console that you can use any platform and stream direct to it. That would be cool. Yes, it would. <laughs> it would certainly set uh, set the Xbox VR uh, experience apart from the PlayStation VR experience. And like we've talked about over the last couple of months, Microsoft seems to be trying to set themselves up to be different from the other people in the markets. Because we talked about you know the the MacBook Pro versus surface studio and their very different approaches to the same consumer base they they seem to have this idea let's let's be different let's try some different stuff maybe that's what they're setting us up for that would be pretty cool i hope so use the platform of your choice and still be able to play xbox one games that would be awesome (laughs) that would be This week's news from the tubes on F5 Live is proudly powered by Rift Tracks. Make fun of movies or, you know, let the professionals do it for you because that's what they get paid to do. The guys who used to do Mystery Science Theater 3000 are back and doing what they do best, making fun of movies. From blockbusters to Astro Zombies. Can't make this stuff up. They've got a little bit of everything. The way it usually works is for a couple dollars, you download the MP3, play it along with your dvd netflix amazon wherever you happen to have uh the movie and laugh of course they also have short films some of the things we saw in school sometimes the uh some industry insider films all of them are terrible and made wonderful by riff tracks and they also do live events their uh their holiday double feature which from what I can tell, is uh, going to feature Weird Al, which is kind of fun. Uh, coming up in December, definitely worth checking out in uh, theaters nationwide. They are some of my absolute favorites. In fact, December 1st, there will be no uh, replay of this one. Uh, December 1st, theaters nationwide. To find out what theaters you can see it in, and of course to see the movies and shorts that are available, Go to f5live.tv slash tracks with an X. It'd be kind of fun to see uh, Weird Al Yankovic join that little group of oh, wow. ridiculous people. <laughs> wow, I love Weird Al. I do too. He's going to be in concert here pretty soon. Anyway, um, 
before we get into this topic, it is time to give our uh, our phrase for our giveaway. Let's do that before we get into Reddit. Um, this week's phrase is music, M-U-S-I-C, music. Uh, go to plughitslive.com slash contest. Click on the one uh, that's running right now. Uh, find episode 456. Enter the word music. And that's all you have to do to enter. It's pretty easy. Um, and obviously, there are other ways to enter. All of our social media has uh, has stuff. There's links uh, all on that page. Go enter as many times as you can because it's a really great product. Anyway, so let's talk about Reddit because apparently this is a show of things we don't usually talk about. <laughs> There's a couple of brands that kind of come up on the show a lot, and Reddit's not one of them. So, um, for those of you who are like me, Reddit is kind of a weird uh, black box that you don't quite understand. And that's okay, because I don't either. What I do understand is it's an online community, and online communities can be um, mean. And <laughs> they can... I would like to think that Reddit is many online communities, yeah, rather than one, because it's like, one. it gets such a bad reputation. But then there are segments of Reddit that are actually very useful and pro- and are not the ones that attract attention, like tech segments where people sure. talk about, you know, talk about their computers or programming or things like that that are actually helpful. And and that's that's one of the things that's always struck me as interesting about Reddit is the fact that, you know, they're both known for their open exchange of ideas and their um, intense hatred of people who disagree with them. And they do not find any irony in that at all. Which is all part of why I don't quite understand Reddit. But anyway, so one big online community with lots of small online communities all inter connected in different ways and also not interconnected in any way. It's a fascinating uh, wild west of content. So here's what happened. There was a subreddit that got started that was called Pizzagate. Why? Don't know. Not important. What is important is that the conversation that was taking place in this group was that the administrators of Reddit were changing posts, uh, user posts, without notifying anybody or marking them as edited so that they would just show up as if the person posted it and nobody would know that they had been changed. Except, obviously, the person who posted it, who knows what they posted originally. So... It's not like this was going to be a secret very long. So that's the conversation that was happening in there. Uh, The Reddit administrators got mad and shut it down. And so part of that conversation moved to a couple of other groups. One of them, interestingly, being slash the Donald, which is a a pro-Trump conversation. Because, again, Reddit is filled with everybody. Um, And so in this conversation... They were discussing what had happened previously, and they were specifically mentioning uh, the CEO of the company, who goes by the username Spez, S-P-E-Z, and um, 
So he made changes to those posts that were critical of them making changes to posts. And he didn't just change them. He changed them so that it looked like the people were complaining about the moderators of the Trump community and not him. Which... Uh, and this guy's the CEO, CEO right? of the company, yeah. Yeah. Uh, can he... Is he already booking... Uh, is, is he already calling... Uh, what was her name? Ellen Powell and asking for advice. <laughs> oh God, I had forgotten about that. Oh, <laughs> what? Well, I mean, of all people to ask for advice on how do I make them not hate me? That's probably not the one. <laughs> <laughs> it's so so that brings up that this is not a new problem within Reddit, where the administrators and CEO do stupid things and then make everybody hate them. Um, so obviously he was called out. It's an online community. And one thing you can be sure about with Reddit is that no matter what your beliefs or what your conversation is, if you feel you've been wronged by the administrators, bad things are going to happen. And so he was called out because people are like, Hey, that's not what I wrote. Like I said, you can't hide it for very long. You know your post has been changed. If you tagged one person and then an hour later somebody else is tagged, uh, obviously something was changed. Anyway, so he responded in his traditional way, which is to deflect blame or attention or something uh, somewhere else, which was what he was doing with the editing of the posts in the first place. So... Basically, he said, um, yeah, so I had a long week. Uh, what? <laughs> that was his excuse. It's been a long week because of the Pizzagate stuff where people were complaining that we were changing posts and, you know, I had to deal with that. And so, you know, my changing posts um, was just a result of me having to tell people we don't change posts. <laughs> what? Um, I guess, so, uh, glass half full, right? Um, at least we now have confirmation that it's been happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say that Reddit is out of credibility, but where do you, how do you fall beneath, beneath the center of the earth? Right. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I guess they're lucky people still use their, their forum which really there may be no place else to go ah you're wrong there is a new platform that has been around for a couple of months who has seen such increased user activity since all of this started that they are having to install new servers the service is called vote v-o-a-t um it is it's vote.co and uh Apparently, all of the people who are jumping ship from Reddit are moving over to vote in droves to the point where they are having to ask uh, the community for donations so that they can keep the site up and running. Wow. Well, so good. Good job, uh, Reddit. You have uh, united the entire community against you to move to another website. <laughs> I feel I feel bad for it to. To be honest, and not to go too on a tangent, I feel bad for the people who run 
the Reddit. The way I also feel a little bit, a little, I mean, obviously they should not have done change people's posts. Right. That, that's a definite no. But. And certainly not the CEO. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't think that guy's going to last very long. Uh, you know, but at the same time, you know, it's got to be hard to decide what is and is not um, allowable these days. I mean, we, we, we didn't talk about this as a topic this week, but there's been a lot of controversy going on about Twitter uh, banning accounts or getting rid of accounts that they consider to be, uh, you know, offensive or racist or things like that. Including apparently or, their own uh, co-founder. You know, whose account or, got shut down for a couple hours. <laughs> or people who, or, you know, the question about what do Facebook and Twitter owe uh, owe people in terms of mod- in terms of not allowing them to spread fake news. You know, is it is it allowable? Who you know, or are they getting or are they getting too hands on with the content to decide that this news is fake? Right. You know. Um, yeah. Who, whose so, responsibility is it to fact check? Is it Facebook's or is it yours when you read it? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a I think it's a difficult situation. I, I do actually feel some sympathy for them because I know people who have been on Zuckerberg's case about like, well, you should you shouldn't allow through these these pieces of fake news. At the same time, I'm sure what he's thinking is, I don't want to be in the business of deciding what is and is not legit. Right. You know, um, uh, it's just unfortunately people need to be smart and be in their own business of vetting what they read. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, to take it back to Reddit, I feel, I do feel uh, bad for, you know, see the dilemma of these, uh, of, of the companies that run these communities. They want the community to thrive. Right. They need to kind of allow all kinds of voices. If they, if they're seen as sort of shutting down particular uh, voices then the community will suffer. Right. At the same time, they don't want it to be um, to be a terrible place to be because then the community will suffer and the reputation will suffer. So how do you decide? Okay, this this kind of speech is is okay, and this kind of speech crosses the line. Right. Uh, and so, you know, in their mind, they probably were thinking about, well, someone is saying that we're changing their posts. Which then may or may or not, may not have been true, but now that crosses the line to where their reputation is being impugned. Yeah. Unfortunately, it seems like an abuse of power to use Reddit, the platform you control, to stop people from besmirching Reddit. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. It it does get you into a. A weird inceptiony kind of a situation, but it really comes back to this: what we really need, and I'm, I think, and and of course, it's not; it's actually exact opposite of what some people want when they want these things to be policed. Is we probably need? I mean, does Usenet still exist? Can you still get to it? I don't think so. We need Usenet back. I agree. I mean, isn't that what Reddit is trying to be? Yeah. Like just a set of forums? An HTTP version of Usenet. 
but use that for those who who aren't old enough to have used it or never or are just you never used it. That was a public set of forums that was not hosted in one place. There was no moderator because uh, there was no owner. There was no owner. It was a a protocol almost. It was like mm-hmm. who owns email? Who owns pop? Who owns HTTP? Nobody. Just, so just like H- was. just like HTTP, it was, uh, it was Usenet colon slash slash. It, right. it, it exactly. was a protocol. So, now, what people didn't like about Usenet was that there was no moderation, and I think businesses didn't like it because it was totally free for all. Like yeah. you had people putting copyrighted things on there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, all kinds of offensive stuff. Um, you know, you could not ban trolls from anything, but. There you have it. Like which, which, that whole concept kind of, uh, kind of evolved into IRC. You know, in in a bit of a way, and then because IRC then had an owner, and therefore some moderation capabilities. Most places didn't moderate, but then you know that keeps evolving into Reddit, where somebody can change posts without. It's showing up that they've changed a post. Yeah. So somewhere closer to IRC is probably where something should be able to evolve back to. You know, I don't we'll obviously we'll never get back to a Usenet situation because, you know, a Comcast would never allow it. But, you know, at least something like like IRC where the the top level doesn't have any management administrative capabilities to make changes to the conversation yeah. S- somewhere there's got to be some yeah. kind of something <laughs> yep but yeah i i've always kind of felt that reddit wasn't that thing because of all of these problems but uh, obviously usenet unfor- isn't that thing anymore because of the total wild west scenario some somewhere down the middle something like IRC, IRC if I, I think it might still exist so something like that at least would give a middle ground between them I don't know anyway um, so so here here's my advice to uh, Steve Huffman who's the CEO uh, thicken your skin uh, there, there's two things you can do uh, when people say mean things about you you can own them as a badge of honor like avram does or you can curl up and cry in the corner which seems to be your uh direction i recommend that not be the way you go instead own it it people are talking about you that means you're doing something so anyway that's just my advice (laughs) yeah i mean but to be fair to him right like it's one thing to own it when people are are criticizing you for something that you did do or did say versus criticizing you for something that's made up. On the other hand, it sounds like the fact that he did it sounds like he was sort of proving them right. Exactly. He probably should have been transparent. (laughs) Uh, But if they were accusing him of of modifying people's posts and he didn't do it, that's hard to wear that, you know, a false accusation as a badge. Yeah. Though I don't know that originally they were blaming him. I think they were blaming the administrative team as a whole. And 
they were complaining that he wasn't being transparent. And if he'd have just come out and said, hey, guys, you know, we're working on this problem. We know you guys are mad. We think you think there's this problem that exists. We're working on a way to solve it. I think that would have solved it. But instead, closing down the, the forum, <laughs> not a great response. So anyway, just just kind of our recommendations on how to handle it in the future, guys. This week's DRM Not Included on F5 Live is proudly powered by Groove Music, all the music you love. Play ad-free music from one of the biggest catalogs on the planet. You can listen on your PC, tablet, Xbox, web, smartphone, whether it be Android, iPhone, Windows phone, doesn't matter. Just about anywhere you are, you can listen to your music. You can create playlists, use the radio feature, and download on up to three devices, unlimited uh, music. So when you're on a plane or in the, uh, at the gym or somewhere where you don't have good reception, you still have all of your music. And you can get a free 30-day trial right now by going to f5live.tv slash groove. All right. So... Um, to kind of buck the trend for tonight, let's talk about a company we talk about a lot, Netflix. Uh, so um, a couple months ago, I believe it was back in July, uh, I went and did a test to confirm information that was out in the wild. And Avram then took it a step further. We were trying to prove that um, – it was true that to get 1080p content from Netflix in a browser, you had to use a Microsoft browser. And it turned out that, yes, it was true. Uh, IE and Edge were the only ones that got 1080p in the browser. And um, even if you tried to do backwards emulation, things broke, which suggested to us that Microsoft is getting a different feed from everybody else. Well, let's add some fuel to that fire. This week, it was announced that uh, 4K, or UHD video, is coming to the browser, but only one. Only Edge will be getting uh, UHD content, but that's not the only requirement. <laughs> you will have to have a 7th generation Intel Core CPU, uh, or uh, KB Lake, as we've talked about on the show in the past, um, which has only been available out in the wild for a couple of months at this point. Uh, September, I believe, was the official release yes. to the wild. Um, and many, many systems still not refreshed. Right. So it's going to be a very small list of PCs that are running that CPU. And, of course, you're going to have, a, have to have a UHD screen. So obviously, if you have a 1920 by 1080 they're not going to waste the bandwidth to send you something that you're not going to be able to display on your screen anyway so you're still just going to get the 1080p but again only if you're in a microsoft browser if you're in chrome you're still only going to get 720 could you but maybe you could output could, or is that or is there some some type of drm that that prevents that output what i'm sorry you know like you know to to an ex to a TV? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if it if uh, if it reports that it's running on a 
on a screen that's in four uh, in UHD, no matter whether it's a computer monitor or you've got you know HDMI out to your television or whatever. If if it detects that the screen is running in uh, 4K, then uh, it has the ability to download to stream in 4K. So there is that. Yes. For uh, although at that point, if you're going to stream it on TV. I believe you can get a Roku box or something that does 4K. So yeah, exactly. you can get streaming boxes to do it. Because, um, yeah, there, I mean, obviously, there's a few laptops that have 4K monitors, mm-hmm. and there's a few that have KB Lake. And if they have KB Lake and they have 4K monitor, then they're going to have Windows 10. So, right. um, you know, it's, it's going to become more common. Also, remember, we're still waiting for a lot of the processors. That are that are Skylake, the previous generation before KB Lake, to be replaced. Yeah. So today, if you buy a gaming laptop or a workstation as a quad core processor, cannot it, it cannot be KB Lake yet? It because they haven't come out with the quad core KB Lake yet. Okay. If you buy a business notebook uh, that had and all business notebooks use a business CPU that has vPro management in it. So if you want a new Dell Latitude or HP Elite Book or a Lenovo ThinkPad, they do not have KB, KB Lake yet. We expect to see those processors coming out early in the spring. But gotcha. right now... Slim you know, pickings. Right now, the laptops that have KB Lake are consumer dual-core laptops. Got it. So that have been a refresh because they all, not all of them have. So uh, a small, uh, a limited choice of machine. So the, the the chance of having a machine that's going to have this capability is uh, far slimmer than not. You have to. Yeah, have... I think I think like one really good example one that would have it would be like the Lenovo Yoga Nine Ten. That right. has KB Lake, and you can get it. I believe you can get it with a 4K monitor. So, but there's also a question: if you have a 13-inch or 14-inch or 15-inch monitor, who cares? Will you notice the 4K? I was almost certainly not in the in video, especially considering that there's such a small catalog of UHD compatible content on Netflix that. <laughs> the chances that the thing you want to watch is one of those programs is even slimmer. You know, going to see Gilmore Girls in stunning 4K. Woo! And Daredevil and Jessica Jones in Fuller House. And that's almost the entire catalog. I think there's one or two more. I mean, there's there's almost nothing available. So there's almost nothing available to watch. Very few computers that can do it. <laughs> And you have to be using Edge if you want to do it in the browser. So, you know, there not a whole lot of ways to get there or uh, reason to try. But uh, as of right now, it is starting, right? We're, uh, Netflix has made it possible as new content is produced to be able to watch it, which I guess is the important part, right? They're, f- for once, they're fully prepared before the trend is in place. Listen, I mean, a lot of people have, you know, if I were buying a TV today, I would get a 4K TV. Sure. Not because 
there's so much 4K content out there, but because you're going to hold on to it for a while. Right. So it's not uh, like we buy TVs every year or two. Speaking of which, on our deals page, I just had to throw this in. Uh, I just found that there is who is it selling it? I think uh, I think is it who's selling? Is it Dell selling it or Best Buy selling it? LG an LG um, an LG 4K 49 inch TV for 399. Ooh, that's pretty good for a 4K TV. Yeah, it is. And not and one that's a decent size um so anyway 4k is getting cheap uh, people are people are going to want to get 4k so you know good good for netflix for staying ahead of the curve wait, i wish they would stay ahead of the curve with other browsers i have no information as to why this I is think the it way has they've to been do going with the drm that they're using i think that could be. I think. I think it's. What did we say? I think it's that Chrome and Firefox use use WebM, right? Or something, and Edge uses something else. Yeah, MP4. Yeah. So I think it's. I think it's a matter of what the, how well they can protect the stream, so Edge can protect it. Because I can. Um, I can tell you, uh, that, in Edge and Internet Explorer, you cannot screenshot even. The content, but in Chrome and Firefox you can. Yeah, so there's there's your issue. Uh, at the same time, I mean, there is a Netflix app for right. Windows 10. Exactly. And that will get you 4K. Right. Um, I think there must be a Netflix app. There's a Netflix app for Mac. Um, so people who are on Mac probably have, have their way around it. Um, my biggest concern would be for people who are on Chrome OS. Right. But how many people on Chrome OS have a 4K screen? Uh-huh. I don't think you I don't think there's a Chrome OS device with above 1080. Well, maybe there maybe there is somewhere, but anyway, I don't think there's a lot of people on on Chromebooks who are who are upset that they can't get 4K. Right. So uh that's, so that's yeah, the important good, part of that. <laughs> good uh good good for them. Yeah, good. Good for good for Netflix for being prepared, which I think is yeah. the thing that's exciting here. And that is our show. Thank you to those of you who have joined us live in the chat room. Um, we always appreciate those of you who take the time out of your Sunday nights to join us live. Uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, you can always go to f5live.tv slash join us and uh, chat with us in the, in the studio. It's a lot of fun. Uh, sometimes we have a large community, sometimes it's small, and it's okay because it's fun. Um, obviously, if you haven't joined us live, that's okay. You can subscribe, f5live.tv. Subscribe button's on the right-hand side. Uh, earlier in the show, we gave out uh, one of the, the phrases for our contest, have to go find it in the episode uh, somewhere around the midway point. Um, there are also other phrases out on the internet. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Google Plus each have their own words, so there are four different ways to enter. You can also find the uh, a code in the Launchpad episode about Vinci. Um, so there are, there, right, there are five, plus tonight is six, 
Last week's is already closed, but next week we'll add one more word for a total of eight different ways that you can enter the contest. You definitely want to enter because these are some really cool headphones. Uh, I want them, and if uh, you don't enter, maybe I can just keep them. So, you know, maybe enter, maybe don't. No, seriously, uh, go enter. They're really cool headphones. Um, you can stream right to them uh, with Wi-Fi. They're really cool device. Anyway, so uh, find out all the information by going to plughitslive.com slash contests. All the information is there. Um, and I guess uh, with that, on behalf of uh, the staff that's not here, I'm Scott. Were you there? Yeah. Oh, there you go. He's Abram. <laughs> and uh, we will see you guys back next week. Ciao.